Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm so glad you could join me. My name is Susan. I'm the host and creator of Shared Teaching. And today you are listening to a very special episode. This is episode number 89, where we're discussing self-care for teachers and using the three S's, sustainability, systems, and support. And we have a very special guest to tell us all about that. So here you go. I have a really exciting guest today, Brittany Blackwell. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes. Thank you so much for having me as a part of your podcast. I just love what you're doing. And so my name is Brittany Blackwell. I am the host of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. I'm also the owner and lead consultant at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul. And what I do with my platform is I am a teacher burnout and sustainability strategist, which is just like a really fancy way of saying I have a serious passion for helping teachers recover from or prevent the burnout cycle. And over the past couple of years, I have noticed a lot of really amazing teachers full of passion, burnout, and quit mid-year. And I thought to myself, I've been there. Like, I've done that. I have been that person. I've been that teacher who's really struggled with the amount of stress that we receive, the amount of expectations that are placed on us, either by people in the education system, parents, the outside sources, or even us ourselves. And I wanted to find a way to support more educators and give them research-backed, evidence-based ways to really take care of themselves so that they can live their best lives inside and outside of the classroom. And so that's really how I got to what I'm doing and what I'm doing today. Which is so needed. I feel like especially even my colleagues, as soon as COVID and we came back into the classrooms, it's hit us hard because it's even more challenging now than it used to be. I agree. It's it's very challenging. And I taught, I've taught for 13 years. And so when I first started teaching, I burned out. And then I kept going, you know, and each year it was a little bit easier and then a little bit harder in other ways. But then when COVID hit, I realized there were some serious things that were happening in our school systems for us as educators. And what I did was I turned things digitally. I started automating things in my classroom, which was a huge piece for me why I think I didn't burn out later in in the game. But I also started taking care of myself, you know, and I think when we hear people come into the school buildings and they talk about self-care, we think, oh, well, self-care, you're going to tell me to do yoga or you're going to give me some kind of cookie cutter solution. And 
as a special educator at heart, I always think about the whole person. Like, and I think that self-care is such an individualized thing that isn't going to be a cookie cutter solution. So those PDs that we were getting even after COVID to say, oh, you need to take care of yourself. I felt like those were just not hitting the mark. And I felt like somebody's got to do something might as well be me. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) for sure. And I think just you have such an important message and you've done something really cool, which is create this entire conference around this idea of self-care just for educators. So how long have you been doing the conference? So this is the third year that I have done the Summer Self-Care Conference. So this started in 2021. That was the first year that we had the Summer Self-Care Conference. There were over a thousand attendees. It is a virtual conference, which is kind of different for some people. Some people like to be in person. But over time, as we've done this conference, we found that teachers really just needed this way to connect with other educators, way to connect with other supportive individuals around something that was actionable. And so this year at the Summer Self-Care Conference, which is coming up July 21st through the 23rd, it's a three-day event, completely free. And I think people think self-care as bubble baths, getting your nails done, those types of things. For sure. And Sleeping in. Those are, yeah. And those are important. Those are important things that may help you to reduce your stress or they may help you to really get in touch with your specific needs. But you need something that's more sustainable. So that's the first thing about self-care. You need something that's sustainable for you. And so we have presentations about all types of different ways that you can focus on self-care. Maybe it's nutrition. Maybe it's losing weight, or maybe it's creating systems. So systems is the second part of that. And systems are what really helped me. And I wish that somebody would have taught me about systems prior to my burnout, because I feel like I would, if I'd had systems in place, I could have taken care of myself. I think we often say, oh, we don't have enough time, or I don't have enough time to do that. Or there's so much on my plate, I can't do anything about that. And that's where systems comes into play. So we've got sustainability, we've got systems. And then the third one is support. And that's the one thing that so many teachers talk about in their careers as educators is that they don't have that support. They just don't have their teacher bestie. You have no idea how many times I have heard teachers say, well, I know people say they have a teacher bestie, but I don't have that in my school. And so really marrying the three things together to create this conference this summer was one of the biggest things that I wanted to do because I wanted to bring all of those pieces of self-care and give you the time, the energy, and the bandwidth to really take that stuff in so that you can go into the new school year without burning out again. Right. And I really love the piece that it is actionable because I feel like we often, like I just attended a conference a few weeks ago and I walked away with it going, okay, well, yeah, that was some great information, but will I use it? Or is it just going to be another conference I went to where I scribbled a whole bunch of notes, had some great ideas, and then I find myself too bogged down with everything else that's going on to really put it into place. Yeah. And I think that's where systems comes into play. You know, when you think about all of these different 
if you get a bunch of information specifically from conferences like that, you get a lot of information, you don't know what to do with them. Right. And so that's where systems comes into play because then you have a way to insert these little things into your already created system and really looking at how do I create a system? What is time blocking? The time management piece, the productivity piece, that way you have the time to put those things into action, but then you have the time to take care of yourself because that is a huge piece of why so many teachers are burning out, why they're, you know, struggling with handling everything that's being thrown at them. And so, yeah, like I've, I've been to those conferences before <laughs> where it's a lot of really great information, but when am I going to do that? When am I going to be able to do that? And so I think this conference really provides people with those actionable steps that you can take to then add more and more and really feel comfortable in your own system. Right. And I think it is true. I don't remember any kind of training on systems when I went through my teacher program. And I'm not sure how it is today because I started about when you did. <laughs> and yeah. But for sure, I see a lot of newer teachers really struggling with just managing it all. So I like that recharge take a break, but you're like, I, my to-do pile is huge. So what can you offer teachers to do in those kind of instances? Like how do they even manage to get started? So I love this question because I wish another thing that I wish I would have known about other than systems is automating. And so that is my, that's what I'm actually presenting in the conference this school year. And what I am just obsessed with is automation. And so when you automate something, you're really using a specific task at a specific time, either triggered by an action or by technology. My favorite way to do it is with technology and it requires no tech knowledge to really get started with it, but there are variety of things. If you've ever used Kahoot or if you've ever used Blookit, that's like a plug and play automation. Those are the kinds of automation that we start using and it grades it for us. We can see some data points, that sort of thing. But when then we use it into a system, that's where the magic happens because you can use more than one plug and play thing. And you can then reutilize those things so that they're, you're not burning out so that you're not so stressed. And I think that that's a huge piece of content that is not covered either. So when we think about systems, automation is like that next biggest step into really having the time to do what you need to do. For instance, just giving you a kind of out of the classroom, for instance, I automate a lot of stuff. We have five kids. I'm a mom slash bonus mom of five and I'm a teacher and a podcast host and I run a business. And so I'm a pretty and busy host person. conferences. <laughs> and I host conferences. And so I'm a pretty busy person. I don't always remember everything that I need to remember. And so that's stressful to me because I'm a recovering perfectionist and I'm a recovering high achiever. And so I want to do it all, but I don't have the time in a 24 hour period to get it all done. So things that I've automated in my home, which then led me to automating in my classroom is we have a lock on our door. My husband was getting so aggravated with me because I would forget to lock the door in the mornings. Okay, I don't know about y'all, but like when I go when I leave the house in the mornings to go to work with all these kids, 
I just, I just forgot. Like I'm just trying to slam the door, get my lunch, all that stuff. And so I have an app on my phone that automatically locks my door for me once I leave a specific distance from our house. And that has saved tons of time and tons of energy. And I never have to worry about it because it's always done. That's just one type of automation. We also have like light bulbs in our house that do this as well. At certain times at night, they'll go ahead and turn off. That kind of also alerts to our children that it's time for bed. So the lights turn off in the living room, up, it's time for bed. So it's automated by technology, but then it's not automated by technology because my kids have an automated process that they know, okay, the lights turned off, it's time for bed. And so I think automation is just a huge, but in my session, we're talking about it to make it super simple and ways that you can start automating your classroom immediately. I love it. I'm all about things that make our lives easier. And I, I like that lock idea. I don't have that same problem, but <laughs> I do have an app that I can check. Yes, it is locked. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love, I love to lock it. Well, I don't lock it. It just does it by itself. But right. now my husband's like, oh, okay, it's locked. And it locks at night too. So I've got it automatically making sure that at 1030, it is locked. That's one thing I haven't heard of. I've heard of the light bulb thing, but I haven't heard the lock. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait to listen to your session and just see what other really good tidbits you have for us. Yes. And you're talking about systems. You're talking about writing systems. I am. And yeah, I I don't hear more about it. Many people have systems for writing in general because we don't have curriculum for it. So I think that's a huge topic that needs more awareness for sure. Yes. Like I'm excited for it. Me I'm too. I'm excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned sustainability is yes. one of the other big pillars for this conference. Yes. So sustainability to me, a lot of teachers say that teaching is not a sustainable career. And I, and I agree. I don't think the way that it runs right now is sustainable because right. we don't, as teachers coming into the profession, Boundaries have not been an important factor. We're often giving way too much of ourselves and not really focusing on us, the whole educator. And it, there's just a lot of different pieces to sustainability. But right now, I don't feel like that the way that it is running right now, it is a sustainable career. I do believe that you can make it sustainable. You can make it sustainable with systems, support, and self-care. And so when you're really focusing on those three really little mini pillars of sustainability, then it is a sustainable career because you have what you need, what your body needs, what your mind needs, what you as a person needs, but then you have ways to get things done. Maybe you have automation set up. So it's taking data for you. It's writing emails for you. You're not having to remember all of these thousands of things that we are asked as educators to do. We constantly get more added to our plates. We have severe decision fatigue at all moments. Right. <laughs> we have job creep that keeps on happening. And so when you have systems in place to really break apart these m- thousands of things. You have a system in place for determining what needs to be delegated, what needs to be automated, what needs to be eliminated, right? 
then you can feel more confident in your ability to get those things done. And so sustainability in general is just a discussion topic um, on ways that you can make your job as an educator and as a person sustainable. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, for sure. I There's just, it's hard. I, I don't even know it what is. else to say about that. And I think all the teachers can agree about that. And it is very sad to see so many of us leaving. And I've personally thought about it too. I've gone away for a year, tried a different job, came back because you just need kind of that refreshment, I think, of yeah. having something else for a little while and to be like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> Because I think we love our jobs, but it's all the extras that we can't even control. Right. I mean, when when you're getting asked, can you run a, you know, a horseback riding club? I don't know. I just made that up. But horseback (laughs) riding club. And you're like, um, I've never ridden a horse. Well, you don't have to ride a horse. You're just kind of like sponsoring this club. As teachers, we don't always have the skills to just say no. We feel like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to think that I'm not giving my all to these kids, or I'm not a good teacher if I don't, you know, say yes. And so then we end up saying yes, but then we're ticked off when we finally have to get to that horseback riding club first meeting. You're like, oh God, why should I, why did I say this? Why did they ask me to do this? And so then we harbor resentment towards our jobs. True. When in reality, we had a little bit more control than we realized. Somebody asked us, did we want to do this? And then we thought somebody's going to think I'm a bad teacher if I don't do it all. And you're not responsible for doing it all. And I don't feel like teachers hear that enough, that you don't have to do it all to be the best teacher. What is a good teacher to you? is good enough. And if your kids are learning, if your kids are progressing, that's good enough. You don't have to go above and beyond at all times and be the poster child, you know, for for teachers everywhere. You can just do enough and that's okay. Right. And it's so interesting because I taught overseas for almost five years in the Middle East And the difference in the culture between how they expect you to work over there and here Mm -hmm. is night and day. Because over there, they would look at me when I was, you know, taking my teacher bag and going to leave for the day. And they're like, "Uh, what is this? What what are you doing? Like I was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And so they looking at you like you were crazy because. Yes. Because I was taking taking it home. home. (laughs) Ah. And it was that so for unheard them? of. So I got used to that and I brought that over here and I was like, no, like I am crazy. Like, why am I bringing this stuff home? You don't pay me for this. And it was such a strong mentality over there of when work is done, you're done with work. And yeah. so I really embrace that coming back. And I just hope many more teachers start doing it too, because we really need that culture of no, we're done when we're done because Everyone else in other professions get to be done. So why yeah. can't we? Yeah. And I think that's that's another big piece of why I love automation is because a lot of teachers say, well, I have to take stuff home to grade. I mean, especially upper grade levels. It seems For like sure. they have the hardest time with being able to grade things. And so when you can automate that process and make it a super like you can automate it from having 
AI grade something for you, all the way down to if you want a little bit more control, just automating the rubric style or the rubric system that you're using to grade so that it's more, is this here? Okay, check. Is this here? Check. And then you're only focusing on that one skill or that one part and you're being able to automate that process. And whenever you have those automations in place, it makes it makes it easier to then leave work at work. There's also another session at the Summer Self-Care Conference that my friend Jen Manley is doing, and it's all about how to leave work at work. And so I, she's a really great resource. If you've never met her before, she's really awesome. But I highly would recommend hanging out with us at the Summer Self-Care Conference because there's going to be a lot of really good presentations. So when can teachers start looking for the signups and where do they go to find out all this information so they can attend this amazing conference for free, everybody, free, (laughs) our favorite word. (laughs) Yes, free, 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 free. So um, the signups are ready now. They can go over to um, teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash summer self-care conference. Also, it'll probably be in the show notes or something like that from, so we can go ahead and look for that. But then you just click the free option. There is a paid option, but you can access each day's events on the portal starting July 21st. So there's day one for 24 hours. And then day two will start and you'll have those sessions for 24 hours. And then Sunday, July 23rd is the last day and there will be sessions there. But we also have a Facebook group where we're going to be doing prizes and giveaways and flash sales and all kinds of fun stuff that you're just going to pop up lives with pop up lives. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So we are going to be having a ton of fun and it's a really, really great way to meet new people, especially if you don't have that supportive community at your school or in your building or even at home. And you're really just looking for people to connect with that are on the same mission as you to maintain your career in education without burning out and take care of yourself. So I'm really excited and I cannot wait to see you guys there. I can't wait either. So the paid option is they get more time, right? To view the sessions. And there's a huge catalog of bonuses too, right? (laughs) Yes. So in the all access pass, which is on early bird special until July 22nd, it's only $39. And in that $39, you get extended replays of all of the events, including lives that were in the Facebook group. So you get more than just the presentations. You can watch them at your own pace. And that's how I feel about it. I feel like if you don't have enough time or maybe you're busy on Saturday and you really don't want to miss those sessions, then you can go ahead and upgrade to the all access pass. And you said my favorite part, which is the premium bonus library. I am obsessed. There are literally 25 different things inside of that and more. It's growing at all, all the time. And it's an over $500 value inside of the premium bonus library. You've got a, a write, a fall writing thing in there. And there's workshops in there. There's coupons to different events or different products like physical products. There is, there's just a ton. It's, it is amazing. And even if you don't want to get the all access pass, you can absolutely sign up and register and get your free ticket for free. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Which I highly encourage. It's just 
amazing. All the people that are going to present and then all the just opportunities, like you said, to kind of interact with other teachers that feel the same way. That by itself is just priceless, is being able to have a community around you, uplifting you right before back to school starts, even though we don't want to say the dreaded S word. (laughs) My daughter was very upset when I mentioned it in the store the other day. She's like, mom, don't say school. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll try okay. to avoid it. <laughs> so now For it's another couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't know how your five kids feel. <laughs> they feel the same way. Bless their hearts. <laughs> I know. Summer's hard. It's easy yep. and hard. It is. It's always in, in our minds coming up. Yeah. So it runs again, you said July 21st? July 21st through the okay. 23rd. So it's Friday, July 21st. July 22nd, which is that Saturday, and then July 23rd, which is that Sunday. Okay. So I'll make sure to have all the information in the show notes because, of course, you're going to want to attend. And then how can they reach out to you? Because you have a lot of amazing podcast episodes and just blog posts that are really geared towards this idea of self-care, sustainability, and systems. Yes. So you can find me on um, my podcast, the Resilient Teacher Podcast, which you can find on my website. My website is teachingmindbodyandsoul.com. And if you just put backslash podcast, you'll, it'll head you over to the podcast page. But I'm also on Instagram and I guess now threads because we got threads last night. And so now I'm on threads. My username on there is teaching mind, body, and soul. And so I have a lot of different reels, little short clips, things like that, that can kind of help you as you're going along. I'm also on TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. So yeah, I have a lot of different free resources, things like that over on the website. I have a free quiz. So if you're like, I don't even know where to start when it comes to burnout recovery, the quiz is where it's at because it's going to give you your unique roadmap to burnout recovery. So instead of giving you these cookie cutter solutions for self-care, things like that, it's going to give you your unique path just based on the answers that you give it. So you can do that at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz. So some nice differentiation there. <laughs> yes. I'm, I am a special educator at heart. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Awesome. Well, I think you'd be an amazing resource for teachers as they go throughout the school year. So I'm excited to have my listeners connect with you. And I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching. Hitting that subscribe button. And leaving us a review on iTunes. So we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Podcast.